One, two, one, two, three, four. Birthday, 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 birthday. What a surprise! What a surprise! Birthday, 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 birthday. It's in your eyes. It's in your eyes. I don't know how could it be. Are you older or younger than me? Birthday, 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 birthday. I didn't know. I didn't know. Birthday, 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 birthday. It doesn't show. It doesn't show. Were you asleep? Was it a dream? Let's go have some Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. I'm probably going to get sued for singing this song, but happy birthday to me. Welcome to Talking does, Paragraphs. I am, does, someone own, does someone own the rights to that song? Well, uh, I am Daniel Finney, and this uh, on the line is Memphis Paul. And for years and years, like if you had a birthday scene in a stupid sitcom with a bunch of kids, you couldn't actually sing that song because... The original writers and their family maintain yeah. the copyright of that song. Yeah. I think the copyright has finally expired, and now people Uh-oh. can sing Happy Birthday in fiction. Yeah. But I think if I use that song and we get sued, I mean, one, I don't have any money, and yeah. you can easily just prove that you're not Memphis, Paul. Uh, I think... The publicity alone will get us up there with Joe Rogan, you know, uh, Mark Marin, um, some of those other twips that I can't remember. Uh, Bill, Adam Carolla. Bill Simmons. Oh, how dare ringer. you. How dare you. We got a lot of. Memphis, Memphis Paul is not my real name, so people <laughs> right. have struggled. They'll right. struggle to make the connection. <laughs> it's true. I, I, my friend Mimi, whom I had dinner with last night, she said, are you excited that Memphis Paul is going to be visiting? And I'm like, you know his name isn't really Memphis Paul. Does she, does she listen to the podcast? Is she one of the 15? or? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to ask anybody I know if they listen to the podcast for two reasons. Yeah. One, I don't want the crushing disappointment to realize that not even my friends would listen to this bullshit. But I also yeah. don't want... Uh, anyone that is listening, or anyone that is listening, to like confront me about whatever shit we've said, like I, I really disagree with you guys on this. I don't, I don't need this in my life. Well, you say my name is Memphis Paul. That that happened in the first fifteen seconds of the podcast. Yeah. So she could listen for a minute and be like, "Okay, enough of this." Yeah, I and have still, used your full. Still, full real name on this podcast before uh-huh. but you're gonna have to plumb the archives yeah. and that's more that's more page views for me so right. just decide decide the lesser of two evils uh fist shaking angry person yeah. we got a we got a big stop we got a big slot here for the egg blo- a block so we better get to it but first okay. paul i have a question for you more of a riddle all right all right where do Canadians play minor league baseball? Mm, uh, Ottawa or uh, Calgary or um, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan. Triple yeah. A Stadium. Triple A Stadium. 
I think I finally got it this time. Uh, the joke. <laughs> it's, it's a joke. It's a joke. You've texted to me. I've texted so, it to you twice now. So Rogers ninety two says you know there's uh-huh. different rules for um, written and oral uh, communication. Yeah, Paul was making a reference to the linguistics class I took last fall or uh, last spring, uh, yeah. which I was frustrated with and was reading to him from one of the materials. And uh, he was also similarly disillusioned. But he has since turned it into a weapon where he just pounds me with it uh, like mockery. Like it, it, Paul has multiple academic mockeries of me. Uh, I took a lower math class called Math, math. 9. I took yeah. chemistry for the informed citizen instead of a hard I've, chem I've class. Never made, I've never made fun of you for the, the chemistry class or the biology class. So. Well, we'll take it up it's, a notch. It was the math, uh, this linguistics thing, which I'm not even making fun of you. It's yeah. just uh, it's uh, more like restating tap, the absurdity. Well, tapping into your frustrations. Right. Uh, so, so And the, the econ where it was guns and butter yeah. as opposed to guns or butter. Well, that that was frustrating because it's like the, you just completely ignored the premise of the concept of having to make a choice. Let, let's when let's you, clear this up for the get, readers. If you, get, if you get both, then uh, it's uh, doesn't even make sense. Let, let's clear this up for the readers. Guns one, guns or butter, is a macroeconomic principle that has to do with supply and demand. Two. I was screwing around, and as a 19-year-old might want to do, I made the joke, uh, why is it guns and butter and not guns and ammo? Uh, and Paul, who'd had a terrible first semester, he got like a, like a B in some class because he got addicted to Tetris. Uh, yeah. Was my scholarship? My scholarships were on the line. Yeah, we, I I had a windbreaker. I didn't have a full winter coat. Yeah, he was he was just reeling this adjustment from southern culture to the north, and uh, and he just lashed out at this disrespect for his discipline. He still had fancy, starry-eyed dreams of becoming an actuary. You know, there was still hope in us back then. Still passion. Guns and ammo is an actual magazine. But it's not an economic theory. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but the so the story that we've just told there, we've laughed about and irritated each other with for one day twenty five years. This linguistics class will be uh, uh, similarly well formed and used. In fairness, the beginning, the genesis of our friendship. Uh, was most auspicious uh, because auspicious or inauspicious? Uh, um, I you know I'd have to auspicious. look that up. Auspicious is a good thing. Inauspicious is a bad thing. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll defer to that until I can look it up. But uh, not you would not have predicted us to be friends because the first contact I had with Paul was indirect. We had a floor meeting freshman year. And the RA is like, well, you guys got anything to say? And I was like, yeah, whoever's, you know, dumping this coffee or whatever in mm-hmm. the sink, like making a mess. And I've, then people, I've invested a lot in this university. Uh, well, I just felt bad for the people who had to clean it up. Uh, and 
So you came uh, to my room, uh, and I was sitting there. I don't know what I was doing, but uh, hard, hard at work reading your econ. Uh, <laughs> no, that was second semester. Uh, you came to my room and was like, "Hey, what's your what's your hang up with this uh, with the yeah. instant tea?" And I don't know that I instantly connected that you were the one making the instant tea. Yeah. But I was like, it's just gross. It, you know, nobody wants these black stains on their uh, counter. Yeah. Like, well, you know, you know, didn't mean anything by it. So I also, I was immature and I threw a plastic football at you, a small one. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it hit you in the nards. And uh, we've been friends ever since. I will. Here's the credit that I can give to you. All your attacks on me were academic based, and all mine were like nitpicking individual shortcomings. So you're the bigger man, Paul. Well, throwing throwing the football. It is. It's the last. Uh, the last act of. Uh, um, of a scoundrel. Well. You know, you don't you don't have uh, an intellectual argument. You know, I think Voltaire talked about the, the football, the plastic yeah. football being the the feeble act of small minds. So uh, <laughs> I, I feel vindicated Listen. that it came, if it did come to that, at least uh, I have the men of the yeah. Enlightenment, the 17th century philosophers of right. France, would side with me on that. So I've got yeah yeah to meet to. The you, for you've got like Brett Favre on your fan on your side. <laughs> All right, uh, I I have run to the AP printer, dodging people dashing to their typewriters left and right, uh, and torn off okay. the green bar paper as the yeah. alarm bells signal breaking news, and wow. uh, there are a number of stories here that we like to call news. You can't use. Okay. So, Britney Spears wants to be freed from her conservatorship and have her trans uterine device removed so that she might have a third child. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, so, th this is news, but we have no comments on it. I, I just news we can't use. These uh, I'll have a point about this at the end, but yes, that's right. the premise okay. here. All right. uh, carry, carry on. It's news that no one should care about. Uh, former Green Bay Packers and other teams quarterback Brett Favre believes that it's unfair for transgender women to compete against other women in the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Um, here's what I have to say about both of these stories. Years ago, we had a premise called the Honey Boo Boo Principle, which was when we would talk, I might know about something that you didn't know about in pop culture. And you would stop and pause and you'd be like, is this a Honey Boo Boo thing? Because you didn't really know what Honey Boo Boo was, but you'd heard it was in the ether. And I said, it is. And I would just set it aside. 
because well, n- nobody should be forced. So yeah. Nobody should be forced to know about Honey Boo Boo if they don't think, want to. I think Honey Boo Boo came up. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, this isn't something. Like I could tell you about this, but once you found out, you'll you'll be disappointed. You learned about it. Yeah. And uh, and then after that, it's like something would come up. As, oh, it's just like honey boo boo. Yeah. It just it just became a byword of like this is something that's in the culture, but uh, you'll you'll be happy that you didn't know about it. Yeah. Now let's let's well, end it there. Here's what happened with news between whenever those conversations took place and today. Almost all news now is honey boo boo shit. So like, Britney Spears is a person, and she's having legal problems, and she's yeah. famous. But none of these things are my business. I just, uh, I don't care. It's it seems to be a dispute over her mental health, which none of us really know anything about, and yeah. uh, and her family. Which, there was a time when Britney Spears sang music. Yeah. She was a young person. Uh, or skimpy I clothes. She did. Um, I, I think she maybe had a sister. She did. There may have been like a movie where they were kind of dancing around in the room. And it's like, oh, oh, look, this attractive film uh, song writer is on the big stage. Uh, this is this is kind of fun. Well, I think the uh, younger sister was going to be in a reality TV show with the mom about oh. parenting, but then the younger sister yeah. got pregnant. <laughs> um, listen, yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything against Britney Spears. I have, in fact, enjoyed one or two of her tunes. Not many, sure. but sure. one or two. And so in the end, you know, my relationship with this individual comes down to her art and her presentation. These right. these legal troubles that she's having, uh, the whatever mental health issues are being addressed, this is just porn for people who can't, you know, tear enough interest out of their life to just be. Uh, yeah. It's the same thing with Brett Favre. The only relationship he, I ever had he, with Brett Favre yeah, was he was he a used, great quarterback. He used to throw a football. Right. And he's and, been in some jeans ads. Uh, and some and and later uh, Yeah, and he's been in some ads for uh like I don't know, those gold lined stretchy support uh socks and uh whatever he, with with Reggie with uh, not yeah. with uh Jerry Rice. He got in a little bit of trouble for stuff he was doing while he was still a player, which even that, it's like, I don't know that I care about that, except that he was an active player. That's like, well, this might, this might yeah, mean this, he doesn't get to play or his team doesn't like him. So he, he, sent, he allegedly sent pictures of his penis to like a Jets team sideline reporter, uh, but somehow his phone was like lost and then destroyed and I don't know, whatever, who cares? Brett Favre, uh, so Brett Favre has an opinion about transgender women participating in the Olympics. He's not, he's not on the IOC rules committee. No, it doesn't matter 
what his opinions are. Uh, uh, and here, here's the thing. This is just more porn. Like, I don't know what Brett Favre is selling right now that he needs yeah. needs a little to be in the attention span. Uh, his, Q, his Q rating. Right. I don't know. You know, like Scottie Pippen came out yeah. uh, on some talk show or magazine, and they had asked him about... Um, Jordan's gambling issues? No, no. Uh Oh, I thought that was in the news this last week. Oh, maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Pippen had made some comment about Kevin Durant didn't play team ball. Oh, and in, in, oh in, yeah. In a, and that's why the Nets lost the series. Like, he, he would have rather had LeBron in that situation. Uh, and, you know, this is one of these situations where, uh, so, like, one, LeBron's not on the Nets. Two... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Two, uh, you've been out of the game for a long time, and yeah. three, oh, isn't it interesting that you have this bourbon uh, that you're uh, pimping for, and now you're making like some kind of quasi salacious comment to get your name out in yeah. the uh, <clears throat> in, in in the culture right about the time that you're selling this bourbon. So I don't know who's profiting off of Britney Spears' legal misery or Brett Favre's opinions on transgender athletes, but we will not do it here, sir. We will not. We will. We have a, have a higher ethical media standard. I have no opinion about Britney Spears' legal issues or Brett Favre's opinion about transgender uh, athletes in the Olympics. In fact... We have no opinion about anything that's even remotely important. And if you're listening to us for serious discussion, you fucked up. In other news, uh, you brought this to my attention. Uh, Ikea has gotten itself into some trouble by trying to be woke in the worst possible way. Why don't you break this down for us, Memphis Paul? Um, there was a Juneteenth celebration, and uh, I guess someone in Ikea was like, let's support this, uh, and they changed their menu, which I don't know if the listeners are aware, every Ikea in the world, regardless of whether it's in Scandinavia or uh, the Middle East or South Africa or South America or uh, the, the Chicago. Orient... Chicago, just, Memphis, right? But they not just, not Des Moines. We don't have one. They just sell their Swedish meatballs and um, maybe lingleberries, which are in Sweden. Well, they changed it up to honor Juneteenth. They had fried chicken and um, uh, watermelon, which uh, was viewed by some critics as insensitive. Um, I my my opinion was like, look, you've uh, you've not altered your uh, little canteen for shoppers, you know, who want to spend the whole day shopping for uh, furniture you have to put together in a massive warehouse. You might get hungry. You you haven't altered it for the local palates ever, so, and now now you finally decided to do this, and you've kind of ham fisted this. Uh, so so they don't have like a Memphis rub. 
uh, they I, don't. Uh, they don't meatball. Have, they don't have couscous in Morocco. They don't no. have. Uh, they don't have a. Boring. They don't have a Kansas City barbecue. Uh, there's no boring British food in Britain. Yeah, know? there's no boiled meatballs for the British. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I my take on this is. You remember when Fuzzy Zeller, uh, Tiger won his first Masters back yeah. in when we were kids, and uh, Fuzzy Zeller made some offhanded, dumbass Southern guy joke about how there'd be more fried chicken and watermelon on the uh, uh, at the buffet at the Masters, and everybody's like, oh, and. You know, this was pre-cancelization, but he had to apologize and whatever. And uh, my my take on this is like, Fuzzy Zeller should be out there as a consultant, and he should be out there preventing these kinds of things from happening. Because he should be like, look, look, look. If you're planning to make changes in a buffet based on a race thing, talk to me first. Uh, I, and yeah, I've, I've, I've made some misstep. The uh, other thing about those IKEA meatballs is they were found to have horse meat in them. So I think they have enough problems with their menu as it is that changing it for Juneteenth is problematic enough. I, I want to break pretty quick here, but, I, but we both had this pin on unreasonable outrage about the Juneteenth uh, federal holiday that Biden signed off on uh, I don't know, recently. Well, I I ran into this on the TikTok. I I enjoy the TikTok. Well, there's there's been several where it's like quasi-historian people saying, oh, this Juneteenth thing the date they've chosen doesn't even reflect the history of events because uh, just because uh, Texas freed their slaves after the fact this day, uh, there were states in the North that weren't affected by the Emancipation Proclamation, that those slaves didn't get freed till later, so this, this date's not even the right date. My response to that is like, we get these holidays screwed up all the time. Like Christmas was a pagan holiday. The Christians said, "Oh, we can we can do our celebration this day and not get in trouble." Uh, we we used to celebrate Christopher Columbus, even though he wasn't the person to discover America. There was some uh, Viking that landed in Nova Scotia before that. Like, and and he wasn't that nice of a guy. Turns out he, he wasn't a good guy. So uh, we kind of have a shortage of holidays in June. So maybe, maybe let's just take the day off. Here's here's uh, the thing about Juneteenth: is since when has America been concerned about facts? We haven't. Like facts went out the door a long time ago. Like that. That's blasé. Like oh, this doesn't factually represent this or that. Well, you know what. Lincoln and Washington weren't born on the same day, but we used to have President's Day, you know, uh, in January, just to break up the cold, horrible monotony of winter. Uh, And I just, I think it's fine. Uh, I think no one's harmed by this. 
The other thing to remember is it's a federal holiday. And just yeah. like Martin Luther King was many years ago, it took a really long time to get all the states to agree to, to recognize the holiday. Like uh, Arizona was the last one, I think. And that wasn't until into the 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And so your state doesn't have to adopt it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to ascribe motives to this TikTok historian. But if, but if he is racist and he wants to continue to be racist, there's plenty of ways as Americans you can do that. Well, if he's racist, uh, and I don't, I don't, I don't affirm that behavior. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of legal room. Well, I'm just saying, if he if he is racist, he has a whole day now to dedicate to his racial anti-racial bias activities. Like, you know, he he can sew some more Confederate battle flags, or you know, print some more. Uh, make America great again bumper stickers or whatever he wants to do. Like it's sort of like the people who chew out anyone who's not sitting sadly thinking about dead soldiers on Memorial day or people who don't think about the value of the labor movement and what it brought. It once brought to the power of workers in America on labor day, you know, this is, this is fine. The, you can't control what people can do in the holiday. The gesture is giving the time, uh, giving the time at all. So everyone settle down. I want to take a quick break. We're going to come back with one last news item. Uh, the chicken wars are, are getting real now, especially in Paul's beloved Memphis. And then we'll get into our sports takes of the week. Returning to the story that Talking Paragraphs has owned from the very beginning. There's no one is competing with us on this story. Uh, it's the chicken wars. It's yeah. the effort by every fast food restaurant in the country to create the perfect crispy chicken and spicy chicken food sandwich. And everybody's in on this. I mean, the leaders, of course, are the people you'd expect. Popeyes, Chick-fil-A, you know, the chicken specialists. But McDonald's is up in there. Burger King has announced a new piece that I have sampled. Uh, KFC has the sandwich, of course. Uh, Hardee's has uh, big chicken wrapped in uh, waffles. Uh, which I'm curious to try. Maybe that'll be my yeah. birthday lunch. 
Uh, but but things have gotten real, Paul. Things have gotten. There have been shots fired. Break us down yeah, for this. You well, were you were on scene for this reporting live from Memphis. So why don't you? And when I say reporting live, I mean he saw it on the TV news, which is like reporting live. Uh, what what have we got? What can you tell us about the scene there in Memphis? Well, to take a step back, the the soccer journalists that I follow, they're all, they always make fun of like someone saying literally, he's, he literally has no left foot. Well, he does have a left foot, but he's just. He's just not able to dribble or he's, shoot he's, or pass with it. He's it's literally incapable of using it correctly in a soccer game. Right. So he, he literally has a left foot. This expression is literally false. Uh, yeah. But your comment about shot fired, uh, literally shots were fired because uh, in Memphis, someone went to order a, uh, a chicken sandwich spicy chicken sandwich the reporting the reporting didn't specify spicy at a local burger king Mm -hmm. and something something went wrong in that transaction and bk let us be noticed bk is a new player in the chicken wars they're they're in they're just freshly into the game they are i don't know if that added to the antagonism yeah well the tension is high there's a new product out there and then all of a sudden you know, something to keep an eye on. Something to keep an eye on. So, so there was there was gunplay. Shots were fired by patrons. The yeah. uh, the employees uh, were noted to be safe, but a trial date has been set. Um, and and I think that was the the triggering of this this news story that the, the trial is about to start. The court date. I I just I, I I'm sad to see something so beautiful and so American as a capitalistic confectionery competition over chicken and spicy chicken sandwiches. I mean, what could be more American than that? Turn to violence. I, I think um, maybe, I think, I think it's maybe the use of the word wars like somebody was having trouble with literally, like it's literally a war. No, it's not a war. It's just, it's a sales competition. People are just trying to sell something to people that they like. Yeah. And now we have to worry now. We When when I'm online at Popeye's and, yeah, and the line keep, is... Keep your, head, keep your head on a swivel. Right, right. We don't... We don't need this kind of antagonism in one of the few things that can give us pleasure and a heart attack at the same time. Like, I I fully expect to die early because of my participation in the chicken wars, but I thought that would just be a widow-maker heart attack or some kind of stroke. I never imagined that I would take two in the chest because I cut somebody off. Uh, on the drive-through, and 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 I, you, you wonder if the person who got shot, were they able to get a bite of their delicious chicken sandwich, before before losing I, consciousness? There's a lot of news stories where I'll see the headline, yeah, and it's like uh, I don't even care about this headline. 
or it's like, oh, the headline is enough. I'll make up the details from there. I actually clicked on this to look for more detail. Yeah. Sadly, sadly, there weren't more details to glean mm. from the reporting. Well, um, and and I'm too I'm like, too lazy hey, to look thought, it up, but I thought this was going to be cooked in peanut oil. It's like, mm. no, that's Popeyes, and it's like, well, let me go home and get my gun. And, well, here's uh, here's what happened is you cl- you, you clicked on the story. And then it immediately took to a story about Brett Favre talking about transgender athletes in the Olympics. And you're like, God damn it. I don't care about this. I didn't want that. You know, it's like, well, how about this story about Britney Spears and her legal troubles? No, I didn't want that. I wanted to know about the chicken wars. And you've let me down. America media, you can't be trusted. I will say there are more things American than the chicken sandwich, like apple pie and Thanksgiving, but yeah, last uh, time I tur- uh, last Paul occasionally the, calls me on his lunch break. Uh, the embracing, embracing of the latest fad that that is very American. Yeah. So Paul occasionally calls me on his lunch break if he decides to go out to eat. He uh, sometimes goes through drive-through. Last time I heard him try to order an apple fritter. Sorry, we're out. That's America now. That's Joe Biden's America. We're out of apple pie. You know, there, there could have been Should, apple. I, that was at a McDonald's, wasn't it? Uh, which means that the shake machine wasn't working because Ray Kroc sold bum shake machines and then ripped the McDonald brothers off out of their restaurant. So there, there could have been apple fritter shortages under Trump. It could be bipartisan. I just don't know. <laughs> right. Well, I I didn't even want to go to McDonald's. I was wanting to go to Saks because they. They sell chicken. Yeah. It you, was in a part of town I'm not normally in. I had my physical. My doctor's office is kind of across town. Here now, here in the anyway. in the north, we don't know what Zaxby is, but one day we will. Yeah. Uh, we will when when your troops come marching. You know, they always said the South would rise again, and they did, because the, the largest well, the largest American retailers are like uh, Walmart and Home Depot. Which are all headquartered in the South. Uh, but anyway, stay tuned to Talking Paragraphs for the latest on the Chicken Wars. And we will follow this story to the bitter end or until one of us has a, a terrible heart attack. So that was a hangover from A Block. Let's get into B Block. A lot of sports to talk here. Uh, I have really been enthralled with the NBA playoffs. Just a lot of close games. I'm a casual NBA fan in the sense that I like watching. Uh, I'll watch any NBA game. I really like the TNT uh, studio show. It's probably the best talk show on television when the NBA season is in. Um... And I have really been enjoying the play of Trey Young for it's the Phoenix Suns, right? Uh, no, this is he's with the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Oh, the Hawks! I'm confusing the co- I'm confusing the colors. Uh, he's been uh, he he has been well. First of all, he's an Oklahoma graduate. Uh, that's that's the, that's the key element of the story. Uh, that Buddy Held kid is playing in Sacramento. He was a great shooter, but 
I don't think anybody knows what Sacramento is doing. Like it's one of those teams like Charlotte that I forget are in the league. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Trey Young has just been ripping up the finals and he's been kind of cocky, you know, doing like yeah. little shimmies before he buries a three and, yeah. uh, you know, and I, and I'm thinking, uh, you know, if this is baseball, somebody throw a brush back on him, but like, he's just been great. Uh, yeah. the Hawks lost their last game in that series, I think, but, uh, Trey young has been really tremendous to watch the, the breakout star of the playoffs by far. Yeah. They, they upset whoever they played in the last round and their, uh, split, split the series with this. So they've overachieved already. The, and, uh, the last time I thought about the Hawks. Yeah. Was there was a kid from Iowa, oh. uh, um, Pella? What the hell was it? He was a shooter that kind of moved around the league. Uh, uh, Corver, Kyle Corver, uh, <laughs> and he was on the Hawks for a while. Uh, he was on good team. He was on Philly for a while and whatever. And you just being a local boy, you're sort of um, like, oh, well, that guy's out there. It's still possible that I might be able to get my J together and <laughs> and work the post for some NBA team, just like Kyle Korver. Uh, and for you, tr- you know, Trey Young is like, oh, well, OU is doing well in the NBA and not just the NFL. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he, it's funny. I followed Trey Young in college. He. He was one of these one and done guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very good, uh, but I think he's a little uh, short. You know, he's like a point guard type, and right. you, sometimes you wonder, like, oh, will that translate to the NBA where the players are bigger? But uh, well, the, uh, he, I mean, we've had well, we've so had please. a decade of Steph Curry, uh, yeah. his younger brother Seth Curry. Uh, is also playing well. So, I don't know. I, I think if you're good, you're good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, Isaiah Thomas, whom I hate, uh, was six foot, and he was fine. So... I don't I don't follow the NBA closely, but it seemed like when we were younger, you had your Kevin Johnson of Phoenix and mm-hmm. Stockton and uh, the Isaiah Thomas. Uh, there was a lot of smaller point guards that were well the game the game was figures Steve the, Nash was kind of smaller the game was uh, more vertical then like he, yeah. the, the three point shot slowly integrated itself into offenses I think I think even after it came in in 79 or 80 whenever it was like the Teams were still working into the center, into the post, mid-range jump shots. Uh, so you could have a little guy out front who wasn't going to drive or, uh, you know, pick and roll or whatever. So, I don't know. Good for Trey Young. Uh, we wanted to note that the Euro Cup continues. Do we need yeah. to say any more about that than those three words? Well, um... One one thing I like about soccer is uh, 
occasionally you'll get some expression because soccer is a worldwide sport and um uh germany was about to uh, uh lose their last game and that that would have knocked them out they threw on a bunch of attacking players to try and salvage a result mm-hmm. that was being talked about and uh a tweet and someone replied oh in portugal we have an expression uh for that throwing all the beer on the grill what you're uh, what you're touching on is, there paul uh, is what makes the euro cup and british soccer club soccer really worth watching here in america all of our spon- all of our announcers are saying the same shit over and over again. So I've got to hear about spin rates and uh, launch angles and, you know, all of this crap that I don't care about. And they use all the same cliches. They're all the same. It doesn't matter the announcing team. And it's just boring. And it's just trite. And it makes me angry as a writer, as a professional, as a tradesman. But when you listen to these British people, they have all these bizarre little sayings or these international announcers that have all of these. Now, if I lived in these countries, I'd probably be sick of that. But I only watch maybe 10 soccer matches a year, and I always get some little thing like that, like, you know, putting all the meat on the grill. And I'm like, well, that's worthwhile. That was, I, I listen, that was an you know, analysis I want a piece of. I listen to a lot of soccer podcasts. Yeah. And it seems like they're enjoying themselves. Like, what they're saying is a cliché. It's just surprising that they have so much to say about an athletic event where it's like, oh, this game was nil-nil, or this was one-nil. What a great game. What an exciting game. It's like, well, it doesn't seem like much happened. But uh, I'm always surprised they're able to... Uh, Entertain me and have so much to say. Yeah, so speaking of the unentertaining aspect of American sports, uh, which, you know, I'm a big baseball fan. Yeah. But in my older age, I've become less of a team-based fan and more of a, I like the graphic design of that uniform. Yeah. Um, Because I love baseball caps. And... There has been a crackdown in Major League Baseball on pitchers using sticky foreign substances to get uh, bizarre breaking balls and extra velocity and speed. And so now we have this endless confrontation where managers will ask the umpire to check the glove or check the hat of a uh, uh, pitcher. Apparently you can check the belt buckle. <laughs> yeah, so now there were like clips on SportsCenter uh, or PTI or one of the shows where like guys were like dropping trowel, yeah. you know, because uh, they were so pissed off. And it's just another Rob Manfred, commissioner of baseball, you know, half-assed effort. You know, the problem is everybody's swinging for home runs. Uh, The strikeout ratio for the whole league is like 28%, which was greater than the strikeout ratio for, like, Sandy Colfax. Yeah. Uh, So everybody's swinging for bombs. 
for me and, in high school. Yeah. Uh, everyone's swinging for bombs. Pitchers are blowing people away. Uh, maybe they're using sticky stuff. Maybe they're not. I assume, I, I guess, I just always assumed that they were. Like, how does Greg Maddox have a career where he doesn't have a fastball that cracks 90, but he wins and, he, yeah. he wins 300 games, and he has uh, a four-seam fastball that breaks four feet? Like, I, I, I'd assume he, that there was snot on the ball somewhere. Well, and he's, he's from Las Vegas, so... Right. You just assume that, like... Whatever trick he's using is the same thing you use to count cards yeah. in the casino where there's 500 cameras on you. I assumed he had like uh, an ace up his sleeve that had a razor blade taped to it. Yeah, just, exactly. You yeah. know, whatever. I don't, you know, I guess. The great, the great sportsman, um, whose name I'm forgetting, the, the, he had the cowboy hat and he, he no, no, not him, not, not Petty, but, uh. The original Dale Earnhardt, you know, if you're not rubbing, you're not racing. Yeah. There's a there's an embracing of like sportsmanship that's on the on the edge of mm-hmm. what's right or fair. Uh, I I think, I think it's the same thing. Like every batter who starts off a game, they go to the back of the batter's box and try to wipe out the line, mm-hmm. uh, so that they can have as much time as possible. And we're talking fractions of a second to decide on a pitch you know that's something that goes on and nobody cares no umpire is like stay off my line you know uh everybody wants to see more offense in baseball uh but i don't mind a 3-2 game what i what i mind is a you know five to nothing game five hour game yeah i i just think uh, I think that uh, baseball is doing this. Like football, to me, is the longest sport in the world because there's ten minutes of action and three and a half hours of television. And most days, a football game's ten minutes of actions does not make up for the remaining three and a half hours of bullivating and waiting around and all of that stuff. But baseball has a lot, does have a a lot of standing around problems, a lot of adjusting the equipment problems and a lot of like when action happens, it's not all that interesting problem. So baseball is becoming the soccer of the United States. Uh, It's, it has all the problems that everyone says, Soccer has, except n- at least in soccer, everyone's running around all day. So I don't know what the solutions are. If I did, no one would listen to me anyway. But this, this, this is what this does, though, is it makes it makes something that could be like I could go out into my living room this afternoon, put on a ball game, and the, the idea is I'm just going to chill out and put my feet up. You know, it's my birthday. Uh, enjoy a ball game, but it, then there's going to be some fuckery like this, and you're like, "Well, there's that. I'm moving on to the next thing now." You know, I, stop squeezing whatever joy is left in a thing that's long past its prime. You were you were saying you've launched uh, 
still footage on PTI. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't often uh, delve into uh, Twitter or enjoy Twitter. I I've enjoyed the TikTok here lately, uh, but uh, I did uh, do a you know hashtag search of uh, this um, foreign substance, and there is some Twitter account where some guys just found footage of uh, people being searched for foreign substances or funny reactions. So he's got all these embedded videos and he'll have little comments. Uh, So I enjoyed that. That was a, that was a fun uh, 20 minutes of uh, going through that feed of, of uh, uh, there, there was like uh, Scherzer, he was he was the guy involved in this um, tête-à-tête between uh, Joe Girardi and Rizzo. Yeah. So he was all upset, but then he he settled down and was like, "Hey, ref, you need to figure out what's in um, Josh Hamilton's hair, the, the big center fielder that's got all the goo in his hair." <laughs> so the so. Uh, he was laughing and the center fielder was laughing and the, the op was kind of smirking. Uh, there was some guy that was being searched and it was like his debut and it was his debut in, uh, the majors, the majors, you know, and it's like, uh, maybe have a little sensitivity. Uh, the, that I just, Japanese, that Japanese guy, Otuna or whatever. Yeah. He, he was being searched. He, he was delighted uh, uh, to participate in this American custom. Uh, he seemed very uh, upbeat yeah. and enjoying himself. Oh, yeah, great. A, vi- and, a violation of my rights without due process. Yeah, I feel I've never felt so American. This is how <laughs> this is all I've uh, yeah. ever been told to, to expect in America. Yeah. And, then there, and then there was the two videos of the people that are like instantly offended and dropping their pants down. Yeah. But anyway, it was fun. I just, uh, I think if you had just done it in such a way where, like, you call the pitcher down into the, you know, just down the runway to the clubhouse, and you like, you check it real quick, you're like, it's fine. Fuck off, Joe. Go back to your cranky ass. I used to really like Joe Girardi, but he's so cranky. Um, I, I would take him back as Yankees manager because Aaron Boone is so fucking incompetent. But uh, I just want baseball to be fun. And I know that we talk about this quite a bit on this podcast. And uh, as friends, things aren't fun anymore. They're just different yeah. levels of annoying. Uh, well, you get to you get to be middle-aged and uh, yeah. uh, life loses some of its savor just because you've been doing it so long and it's just kind of a... sure. A middle age is kind of a slog. You're just like, uh, 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 playing out the clock between the phases of life. Um, you, you are know, past the point where everything's new, but you're not yet in the relaxed, you're retired phase. It's just kind of a, uh, eight to five drudgery situation. Uh, but then you compound it by like, oh, here's uh, 
Monday night football that used to be fun and now it's this corporate thing and uh, the Super Bowl is now 12 hours or uh, here, uh, baseball they're like oh we, we want to make this fast paced mm-hmm. but but all the things that they've tried to do for that haven't <laughs> yeah, really worked um, you want to make it fast paced seven inning games aluminum bats so <laughs> I, sure like oh, the third baseman was killed in the first inning by a line drive that uh, decapitated him. Well, you got to play, and you can't replace that player. These are the rules. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Uh, one bit of one bit of final sports news here for the B Block. Uh, Jeff Gordon, you brought this up. Yeah. I don't know anything about yeah. this. He, uh, a, it was funny. I didn't. I didn't realize he was still alive. Like Fuzzy Zeller, he's consulting he's now. He's not that so old. He's yeah. he's a little bit older than us. Well, I, I assumed he wouldn't be dead. It's just I, I hadn't heard his name oh. in twenty years. Sure. Uh, I don't follow racing, but it, but he's not racing himself. As he, as one would not. He's an announcer, yeah. but uh, apparently he's been involved in Hendrix Motorsports, and now he's left Booth to take a more prestigious position there and he's kind of being tapped as the heir apparent um, yeah. all I had to say about him was like A you're still with us and doing stuff great Yeah. and B um, I think he's he's the athlete uh, that I'm least surprised has gone on to do something like um, in the sport uh, he, he always seemed very um polished and business-like yeah. when, when he was doing the sport. Uh, it's like, you're racing the car. You're not You're not some uh, producer or something that's doing some business thing. Uh, yeah. That's shocking. You're from California. What are you doing here in the, the southeast part of the, of the states? You know, I, I like Jeff Gordon. Um, I like the fact that people hated him just because he was from California yeah. and not, you know, inherently long mustached and, uh, just, I liked, but I liked Petty because he raced NASCAR when I think it was truly NASCAR where they yeah. were doing whatever they could to jack up the speed and they were driving cars that looked like the cars you could actually buy on a lot. They did. They, uh, that that was, you know, if you watch, if you remember NASCAR from like Wide World of Sports back yeah. when we were kids, like the cars, like the Monte Carlos that people drove, was like that looks like the one down at, uh, you know, Bob Brown Chevrolet. It's and, just a regular car they souped up. Yeah, uh, and I, I kind of enjoyed that more than the now everything's governed and they're all. I don't. I don't know how anyone wins because they're all. You know, they're all regulated by speed and all kinds of junk. I don't know. It's, uh, I suppose it's more fair, but I was hoping that the announcement you were going to make is Jeff Gordon was the new manager of the Yankees. Um, but no, that's, I never get what I want. So, so it goes. That's the end of B Block. We will be back with our short entertainment section in C Block.
back for our final block of the cast. Uh, I'm Dan. He's Paul. We're still here. Probably no one else is, but that's okay. We're used to playing to empty rooms. Uh, Paul, big news uh, on the friendship standpoint. Uh, you're you're coming to visit next week for a few days. Yeah. Uh, you, the visit uh, culminates with the stopping at my parents for the annual Fourth of July celebration. We've got mm-hmm. some other like one road trip planned, and maybe if I can get it lined up, a uh, margarita day. Uh, what, what are you looking forward to the most besides not being in the office? Um, well, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you go back and forth. So I think the last time I visited you, it was for maybe a week Yeah. and we didn't, we didn't have a lot of scheduled events. Uh, so I had said recently like, Oh, uh, gosh, we didn't do much. Uh, and so this trip, you've got some stuff scheduled and my feedback after the fact will probably be like, Oh, this was too busy. I just wanted to like, uh, sit around and do nothing at all. You know, it's one of these things you, you want what you don't have, yeah. uh, situations. Uh, so it, it's actually, it's maybe been a couple of years since I've had a vacation. So just the idea of, uh, My calendar shows it was 2018 yeah. that you were here last. Um, but you were here uh, more days than usual. I think the holiday fell and he just took like a whole week off, which surprised me. Yeah. Um, what I tried so, to do when what I tried to do is like you arrive late Tuesday, like after midnight. Yeah. Uh, early Wednesday. My plan then is just to pick you up at the airport. If you're hungry, we can go to Perkins. If not, we'll come back to the place, dump the uh, suitcase, and crash. And then Wednesday is a totally free day. That's go to the pool. You know, that's read Nixon Land. That's watch some movie. That's read Tom King comics. Whatever you want to do all day soccer the roku is at yours to command yeah, there's a lot of um, rick and morty yeah behind on there's uh, there are the rick and morty knows. games like rick and morty D uh the rick and morty pickle rick game there's at least three or is there four and one we've already played pickle, uh, there's there's three rick and morty new games and the one that we yeah. tried to play while you were drunk on sangria that yeah. that didn't really get finished that game is in the exact same spot we left it back in 2018 um but uh, as a memorial to a great vacation um uh, and there's the fourth game is uh, just a, I bought a new board of checkers cuz I oh. I like to play checkers um I am just looking forward to seeing my friend uh, I, I find that even doing not, one of the, one of the best parts of our friendship, in my mind, is that we can be comfortable. We we can be comfortable doing something, and we can be comfortable doing nothing. Uh, 
Like if we sat there in silence and you were reading a book and I was watching some cartoon, there's no tension there. There's no like, yeah. uh, why don't you uh, give me some space, Dan, or, you know. And similarly, we can have great conversations. Uh, and uh, you've got this, you had developed this walk-off-the-throw-up technique uh, when you've had a little bit oh. too much to drink. I don't know. You're probably not well-practiced at it. Uh but, you know, you did have a great uh, idea for what to do at Fong's Pizza, but I don't think we'll share that. Cer- certainly not if they're listening. <laughs> well, sponsorship's available. Uh, <clears throat> well, the sponsorship is like, here's money to not show up and throw up all over our uh, buffet. <laughs> Power vomit. Power vomit on the Fruit Loops pizza. Teasers. Uh, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Right. Uh, there is a nationwide shortage of chlorine p- uh, tablets for yeah. pools. Uh, I checked with our guy, Sam, the maintenance guy. He said we're fine because we didn't mm-hmm. open the pool until late last year. But we had already ordered our chlorine, so we're good. We don't have to worry about it this year. Uh, in terms of everyone else, I just don't care. I've got mine. That's the American way, right? Well, much much like that guy that's used his IRA to make uh, billions of dollars, he, he got his. Yeah. He, he, he used the tax break the way it was meant to. Um, yeah, set up that story for people, Paul. Well, this whole Roth IRA was meant for people in lower tax brackets to save money. You pay your tax in the current year and then it builds up over the next 50 years or whatever. And you're never paying taxes on those uh, appreciated assets. Well, this guy was one of the founders of PayPal. And I think they kind of artificially had the stock price low. And it's like, oh, well, here's a great idea. I'll just throw that stock in this 401, uh, the Roth 401k. Mm-hmm. It's worth it's worth $1,700. Uh, pay pay the tax on that $1,700 now, and then let it uh, appreciate, you know, pennies at a time each year. Now it's worth five billion. And uh, this uh, ProPublica group, just mm-hmm. a watchdog organization, they. They've done a series of exposés on rich people and their tax returns. And uh, I guess this guy in particular was one who, uh, he just made creative use of the tax code, uh, which feels probably a little unfair to people that are uh, just trying to keep their wages current with uh, This story doesn't bother me in terms of the rich guy finding out a way to make himself even richer. Because that's what rich guys do. Like, that's 100% of their life force is turning $1 into $2 as fast as possible. What bothers me about this is that there's no middle ground in the country anymore. So uh, the idea was somebody like me, a middle-class guy, could put, and they've changed the limits, but when it first started, it was like two grand. You could yeah. put two grand in a Roth IRA, and then when you retired 30 years later, it's worth 
20, 30 grand, whatever. Maybe it properly invested. It might even be worth six figures. Um, and you didn't have to pay money on that, uh, six figures because you'd already paid taxes on the original investment. Well, that sounds great, except wages have been stagnant for years and nobody has extra money to put in Roth IRAs, except billionaire founders of, uh, tech companies or, you know, Jeff Bezos type guys or this guy. And, um, I don't, that guy invented a service that people use, a service that I use. So I don't begrudge people who are smart enough to create something that people want and use like Amazon or Microsoft or Apple. I don't, I don't begrudge them their money. I, I begrudge the idea that our tax code is so stupid and so complex that I was unemployed most of last year and I still can't get my goddamn refund from the IRS because it's in an error queue. And as I understand it, all that means is that a computer has spotted an error, but no human is looking to see what this error is. And we may never know uh, because uh, they're behind because of the pandemic on paper returns and whatever, and the previous president cut the staff of the IRA or the IRS because the, uh, he didn't like auditors, uh, and the internal revenue service. So it's, it's just a giant clusterfuck. Uh, and I've been haranguing my representatives to try to get an answer on this. Like if there's an error, how can I fix it? and get this properly set up because the refund and for an unemployed guy, this is no small thing. The refund is worth enough to cover three months rent. Well, that's quite a bit. If you're living on, uh, four ninety a, a week. So that's what bothers me about this story. Like, Oh, this guy who was probably already had $5 billion. It's like, oh, I've got another $5 billion, but I don't have to pay taxes on any of it. You know, come on. Like, let's share a little people here. Like, I'm not asking that guy to pay my way through college. I'm not. I'm just saying there's enough for everyone. Like, we, we need not shoot each other at the BK for chicken sandwiches. Even if it's spicy. Even if it's spicy. And we need not have these kind of loopholes for billions of dollars worth of hidden money from already billionaires. Yeah, the fact the fact that it's all so complicated, uh, apart, apart from the loopholes, yeah, means that... Uh, your, your thing's being held up and uh, uh, no one can interpret it easily. No, no one's looking at it. Uh, um, it is It is a weird time. Uh, I, uh, I went to the dentist this last week and it was one of these things where I had uh, 
eat, eating some like particularly um, undercooked cabbage, so mm-hmm. it kind of hurt that tooth. And it's like, hey, that reminds me, what's the what's the status on this multi-step uh, crown, new crown that's going to be put in? Right to bring. And I think they just, I think they just dropped the ball. This dentist, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, we're just backlogged. To reset this take, you, you had a problem with a tooth that had to be removed, and they were they were going to put like a screw type job into your jaw, and then then the new thing screws on, but then the pandemic happened, and one or two of the surgeries got postponed is that correct they they did a surgery that the tooth is meant to um just kind of heal with time yeah and but i think the follow-up appointment probably got pushed back just because whatever is going on with being a dentist i think i think dentists are have always been very careful about hygiene or cleanliness and so forth Mm -hmm. and probably just went overdrive they've worked half weeks for for a year now uh so i'm just saying everything's screwed up the irs the dentist uh my, my workplace seems a little screwy and I, I can't tell if that's normal or covid or uh, some combination uh but uh well, so I, I feel a- like some people are screwed more than others Here's something that's screwy that you brought up. Somewhere, do you know where? Uh, they used a the, the a news reporter. Okay. A television news reporter. I think St. Louis. St. Louis. That sounds about mm-hmm. right. Set up a fake kid's bedroom. Yeah. And they said, "Oh, here's here's a salacious uh, report on here's how to tell." if your kids are using drugs by just by going into their bedroom and they had like a, a 420 sign which apparently april the 20th is weed day or whatever i don't know i'm not in mile, I'm not mile in, marker 420 yeah but and the 420 is some marijuana code right um and one this is what's wrong with journalism. Like, yeah. what has been done there is you've created a lie, presented it as something someone should be fearing or being yes. angry about, when yes. in fact, it's just a fake thing that they made up to try to get people to look at their stupid television station. And this yes. is why nobody trusts the media, is because sometimes they do fucking lie to you. And that's the problem. Like, when when it's not all and it's not even most, but it's some, it, de- it degrades the ability for credible news sources to send facts and information to its audience because it's all in a haze. Now it's like, well, these morons in St. Louis have lied to us about the, uh, these things in my, in a, in a fake child's bedroom why should I believe them about anything? Which is a legitimate question. But but secondly, uh, the, what this was this was trending on Twitter, yeah. and the people on Twitter is like, 
not only is this a lie, it's just poorly done. Like if you're, if you have strict parents and you're doing something you're not supposed to, you're not, um, you're not advertising that with signage or <laughs> pop culture references like, oh, here's a neon Budweiser sign or here's my spent condom wrappers on the ground or. You, you um, don't have. You you don't have a shelf over your bed with different bongs on it, you know. There's not your your shared family calendar doesn't have a little pop up buy weed on the way home from school. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is this stories like this are make me glad why I'm not in journalism anymore, and I yeah. shall do right and be good so that God won't make me do it again. Uh, it it uh one you're you're stirring up fear about weed, which come on everybody let's just legalize this shit and then toke up and tax the hell out of it. Uh, and you know I don't know this is screwed up. I I don't I know why this is done. It's done for ratings. Uh, it's done in the increasingly desperate world of local television news. They are not quite as fucked as the local newspaper, but they're oh, pretty fucked. Yeah. They yeah. are, they're fucked because the only thing people are interested in are sports, uh, celebrity bullshit, salacious yeah. crime, you know, with all the murder podcasts and whatnot. And, you know, base inaccurate political discussion that's only taken at extremes to confirm what you already believe is going on. So that by that, I mean, you listen to the radio station that has the conservative guy you agree with the most or the liberal guy you agree with the most, and then you just repeat what they say. So, you know, local television news has to resort to this kind of fuckery. And it's not, it's not working. Uh, but you know, good for them for like another slight chip off of uh, a foundation that's already well on its way to collapse. But Paul, we don't want to end on a low note. We want to end on a high note, a peak, you might say. This is a story that you brought to us. Yeah. Uh, this is part of your reporting for the week. It is. And I, I, I want you to lead me home with this. It's my birthday. This is... Let's, yeah. Let's make it happen. Uh, this was a story I saw several times. Yeah. Um, my little Bing homepage, it has lots of sites like She Knows or... Um, they're all names that are very upbeat and female-centric like it's stories for uh, now, now I thought, celebrity news or fun stuff. Or... I, I thought chinos were pants. A she knows. Oh, S-H-E knows. C-H-I-N-O-S. I thought was a brand of no. pants. That is a, that is a brand like, like of bugle, fashions. Like Bugle Boy. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that, that was... I, I've seen, I saw this story reported three or four times, and I think it speaks to the popularity 
of this person, uh, uh, Frida Kahlo. Mm-hmm. That's not a real name. It's a uh, 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 Selma Hayek. Yes, Selma Hayek. Yes. Um, she apparently was doing, I don't know, media for something she was up to or just talking to people. Yeah. And she had mentioned that her um, her breasts had expanded several cup sizes, and the reason was uh, menopause. This was some menopause effect. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I, I guess uh, if a woman says, hey, uh, here's this comment on my breast that's acceptable you know it's not uh, as acceptable for a guy like oh look here's some breasts that's that's not good yeah that's terrible. Uh, that's bad um but it's like oh this is you know a change of life thing and uh, it's female positivity i'm uh happy about this this was happening you know other ladies doing this don't you know Feel good about yourself. Uh, I, I, it, it does seem like in recent times, if you're a very attractive female celebrity, uh, there's there can be a little pushback, um, uh, not not being embraced. Well, the, uh, the the super. Remember the supermodel. She she's been universally embraced. She's been on Oprah. She's a very good interview. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I like her. She's uh, she's very fun in those situations, and uh, I, I guess that spans uh, uh, spans the spectrum. Not just me, uh, who, who is admiring her physical form, but uh, uh, ladies just uh, who are looking at her as a another woman or role model or um, uh, celebrity. They like her, uh, seemingly. Do you remember the supermodel Paulina Poroskova? I, I have seen her mentioned she, uh, on these type websites. You know, like, well, oh, Paula, she's in a bikini and she's older. And, she's, you know. I, I'm going to say 56. I'm not sure how old <laughs> she is. I follow her on the Instagram. Yeah. She was married to Rick Ocasek, the lead singer of The Cars. And he died suddenly. And they they were in the process of divorce when he died. But she was still caring for him and living at the house and whatever. Yeah. But he had written her out of the will. Because, yeah. you know, I don't know. Because what I don't know, it's their domestic thing. I don't know what was going on there. But um so I think in the end, she didn't have the does not have the financial resources that she once did uh, when she was married to a rock star. Um, but she's turned herself into this spokeswoman for uh, not being invisible, postmenopausal women not being yeah. invisible. Yeah. yeah, and she posts. Photos of herself uh, on Instagram. Not all of them. There's other family photos and stuff. But she'll post the occasional thirst trap photo uh, where she's posing in lingerie or a bikini or whatever. And she is very attractive. 
Now, her, her gripe is people will say you're still very attractive as if there's a expiration date on attractiveness. And the answer, the answer to that is there is my attractive date has expired. I'm younger than her by 10 years and I haven't, I haven't been attractive for 20 years. So, uh, because I'm obese, uh, you know, that, uh, that everybody gets old and yeah. at the very end, you're just not, you're not like a sexual creature. Uh, yeah. And that being said, uh, her message is sort of a scold. She's very, she's very nice. She's very well-spoken. She's very yeah. decent about it. But after a while, you're like, hey, I get it. Uh, you spent your entire career in an industry that judged you by your looks. I'm not sure that it's fair now that you turn that against us and say, you're judging by me by my looks because I'm older now. Uh, but okay, you, you can fight for your own beliefs and, and ideas. That's great. But, you know, she keeps telling us how confident and, and happy she is with how she looks and and where she is in life. But I feel like she's trying to convince herself, not me. Whereas you have Selma Hayek, who's like, yeah, my breasts have gained extra weight because my body chemistry has changed as a part of menopause. Uh, okay. And maybe she's still selling the body. Maybe she's still at a point where she can still sell the bod and uh, do projects based on the body. I don't know. And uh, good for both of them, I guess. I hope they're doing well. Uh, you know, and can be peaceful and, and happy with themselves, I guess, or, or whatever. Um, that's, that's all I have to say about that. Paul, it's mid morning. When's that Italian game start? The Italy, um, two o'clock Eastern time, I guess. Yeah. So in an hour, I've done. I've done some packing for the trip. The yeah. Next time we podcast or speak. That's right. Face to face. Special uh, edition podcast next week. Sometime. The first ever face to face podcast between Paul and I in the same place. Yeah. That's very exciting. Uh, <laughs> to me, to me, it was. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, whoever you might be, uh, whoever you might not be, uh, on my 46th birthday, uh, it was good to spend some time talking to my best friend and we will, uh, be hanging out soon by a pool somewhere in the greater Des Moines area. And, uh, until next time, I beseech you behave, be kind and don't be a toxic rick. Right, right on. <laughs>